Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And just a reminder, our home base is wedontdie.com, where you can always find our free Sunday gathering with medium demonstrations. We offer classes. I now have a Patreon club. So if you're a big supporter of my work and want to donate just a little, you get some things in return. You get all my episodes, which between this show and my Shades of the Afterlife show is now over 570 episodes. You get a list, you can click on them, you can listen or watch all your favorite things. And also all new episodes of We Don't Die Radio will come to you on a special link, commercial free, before anybody else in the world gets them. So that's my Patreon club. Today, I'm very excited to welcome back our good friend and now author, Dominic Bogue. Although I've known Dominic now for just about two years, it seems like much more than that. As I think many of you know, he has snuck his way into many of our hearts. He has demonstrated with us on our free Sunday gathering his messages that he brings through from loved ones in the spirit world are always so kind, so sweet, so loving, and filled with good evidence that we don't die. He's also a teacher. He has a great passion for helping others on their journey to learn mediumship. And like I said, he just released his very first book. It's called The Voice of Spirit, The Boy Next Door with the Incredible Gift. Dominic travels extensively, both teaching and demonstrating, In fact, in 2024, I happen to notice he's also got some great things planned, three retreats with our good friend Scott Milligan and some special guests. You can find out more about the retreats coming up at togetherwithspirit.com. Places like New Orleans, Louisiana, Plymouth, Massachusetts, about an hour from Boston and in Brighton, England. And you can see Dominic's website at DominicBogue.com. Dominic, I've said enough. Welcome back to We Don't Die Radio. Sandra, I do not know how you remember all your stuff, but it is an absolute pleasure as always to come and spend this time with you. And it's hard to believe it's only two years. Feels like we've been friends for eternity. It does. And I'm sure we will be friends for eternity. You have just such a big heart. You're down to earth. You're real. You get don't get involved with gossip. No big ego. You're just a real good guy with a message and you want to serve. So I think that's what attracts us to you. So thanks. Just like attracts like. Yeah. And to your parents as well. Who brought up such a good Well, many people have not and probably will not go back to our uh, original episode that we had a couple of years ago. But if you wouldn't mind telling us about you and how you got into this world, because I know it started when you were very young. Yeah, so um, like a lot of people, trauma um, awakened me as a medium. And it was through the sudden passing of my father when I was 14 years of age, that awakened my spiritual awareness. Um, It was actually his voice uh, that I started to hear. And I turned around in the bedroom the night that the the, the police had left to say that he had been found passed away. I could hear his voice in my bedroom. And whatever way I turned, I could see him. 
just like you could see me right now, I could see him. And uh, he charged me with looking after my mom and to be strong and not to not to worry about him too much because now he's in a safer place. And just like that, he was gone. Uh, so things started to unfold very unexpectedly. Um, but the, the, the thing that I, I'd done was I kept it to myself because my mom, she was a very young widow. And the last thing I really wanted to do was go and tell her, mom, I can see my dead dad, you know? Um, so I kept it to myself and I, I just started to try to navigate my way through this new way of, of life. And, you know, I was still in school as well. And I was going through puberty. I was going through everything as a teenager and trying to grieve. And I just started seeing people. Uh, people that I now realize were actually spirit, people who had transitioned onto the next chapter of their life. So things just started to unfold. And eventually, eventually, my mum went to our local spiritualist church, maybe six or seven months after my dad had passed away. And the medium that evening gave my mum a contact from my dad. And she gave specific detail right down to the address that my father was found passed away in. And she says to my mum, your husband's telling me that your son can hear voices of spirit. And my mum says, I have, I have two sons. And the lady replied, well, your husband tells me you only have one son that's 14 years of age. And that was true. I was 14. My younger brother had just turned five. So my mum, you know, came home and she questioned me and she says, you know, have you anything you want to tell me? And from there, I, I went on to tell her my experiences and the things that I had been enduring. And the following week, Sandra, I actually, I don't know why, but I, I went, curiosity killed the cat. And I went back to the same spiritualist church and I sat way up the back of the room and the people there were maybe 60, 70, 80 years of age. I was the youngest there. And the, the lady had stood up and she says, young man, your, your father's been here waiting for you and I have to help train you. So straight away, I turned around to look to see who else she was talking to. And it was actually myself. And she gave me such a beautiful, beautiful message from my dad that then gave me the encouragement that I needed uh, to unfold and develop my uh, mediumistica awareness. Uh, I'd done that for two years. I sat in her circle three nights a week for two years. And then I started traveling across Scotland when I was 16, um, demonstrating. And then I went from Scotland to the UK, UK to America, and now um, all over America, Europe, and here in the UK. And uh, it's been it's been a fabulous, fabulous journey. And it's been a, a journey that I feel blessed to have been embarked on. Incredible. And just started as a teenager. Yeah, just a, just a wee lad, we would say, in Scotland. Do you feel like you missed any of your teenage years because you were busy with spirit? Or did it give you life? Because like, I know when somebody is a recipient of a, a good medium reading, it changes their lives. So you must have witnessed all kinds of good 
things from here? Well, for me, you know, like, like I said, I was, I was still in school. So at, at 14, I was navigating through exams and, you know, trying to decide for, you know, what I really want to do. And I always had uh, an aspiration ever since I was a young boy. I am going to be a policeman. I'm going to be a policeman and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I had my life already planned out, to be honest. So I wasn't really running with the wrong crowds or, you know, I wasn't perfect. I was a little bit naughty, but, you know, I, I dedicated three nights a week to, to, to the development. And then I had my small group of friends that I would try to catch up with. Um, but I didn't tell my friends what I was doing. You know, I didn't tell my friends why I couldn't meet up on a Monday, why I couldn't meet up on a Tuesday or a Thursday. I kept it to myself. But I wouldn't change it for the world. And I know this will maybe sound strange, but um, being around mature um, and older adults really helped me understand what life truly was about. And it really showed me what grief was. As much as I had been touched with grief myself with my dad, but to see other people who had lost their husband or lost their daughter and seeing what a medium can do for them really really showed me, you know, Dominic, this is something serious. This is something not to be taken lightly. This is something if you're going to dedicate to it, you best understand it. And I feel blessed and honoured that I had the nourishment and the support and the encouragement that I did. Incredible. Do you remember some of your early readings when you started working with people? God, I remember I, I always say to my students, you know, please do not be under the illusion that when I first started to develop, I would stand up and say all this wonderful evidence because unfortunately I didn't. Sometimes it would be like, I see a man and I, I see the colour blue. Um, but I, I I remember one one um, reading that I, I share a, a, a lot with, which actually showed me that there is no time for spirit to communicate. If they are ready, then they will communicate. But it was one of the times I was practicing in the, the, the church and there was maybe at least 30 or 40 people sitting in the audience. So here comes, you know, Dominic and I, I stand up and I could see this lady's brother right beside her. So I present the information. I says, I, I believe this would be your brother. Not too sure how he passes, but I feel it's quick. Um, and all of a sudden, he he put his his knuckles, his fist up to my face, and he had his name tattooed on his knuckles. So I was able to spell out his name. So she's crying. I'm feeling emotional, and I says, you know, he wants to say thank you for bringing him home. Now you know he's safe. And I, I get shivers talk about this all the time. She says to me, "We brought his body home today." He's at home today. So they actually had brought his body home before his, his memorial and his funeral. And she had came to the spiritualist church, not even knowing if he was going to be able to communicate. So things like that really started to open my eyes like, oh, my God, I could see his name or I could see this. So really, you know, there's there some beautiful, beautiful messages. And, you know, it wasn't all perfect. You know, it wasn't as simple as A, B, C and D. I had to develop and I had to sit with the spirit world, something that I'm sure you've heard me say many times. The medium must build a relationship with the spirit so that the spirit knows how the medium works and so the medium knows how the spirit works. So I had to do that. I had to harness what my thoughts, my feelings, my sensations were truly all about. So I had some fun times, let me tell you. 
I'm sure. And you've made a difference as well. Uh, there's no secret that I have just been on a war path to bring out good mediums that are in the world and proper training, because I know what happens here in the United States. There are people that take a weekend course and they say, okay, now go charge $200 an hour. And they're terrible. terrible. Yeah. And so I say, this is what my mom always says, what do you call the guy or girl that graduates bottom of medical school? And the answer is doctor does not matter just the title you really people really need to do research to make sure the people that they're going to is reputable because it it pains me dominic and i know you're a proponent for proper training as well but it really pains me <laughs> what some people are experiencing and a grieving person could be at the rock bottom and if they get a bad reading that could Put them over the, well, the thing is with with grief you know there, there is no right or wrong way to deal with it but the people who are seeking a medium and i say this to my students all the time the people that seek a medium are nine times out of ten stuck in grief and and, and struggling with loss so we as a medium we have one opportunity we have a window of opportunity to help heal that person now, does that healing happen overnight? No, it doesn't. Will they leave with uh, a heart healed 100%? No, they won't. But will they at least leave being able to breathe a little bit more to get them to the next chapter of that grief? Absolutely. And that's why, like yourself, we take it so serious. Because as much as we could sit here and say, I've had perfect readings, I've done it perfect, not every person that crosses our path has had the same situation. And unfortunately, it can be more damaging than it can actually be beneficial. And you know what? We're the ones that are picking up the pieces. And sometimes if someone who has never truly had a background of, of mediumship or life after death, if they have a negative experience in their first experience, that could turn them off completely and they will never then go and trust another medium again. So there's a fine line. There really is. I agree. I agree. I'd like to talk a little bit about how the um, spirit world comes to you. You know, when you said that man with the knuckles, you saw him and you saw you could read his name. Do they work with all of your senses? I have witnessed you at the Sunday gathering and I'm going to be at your next online event as well. I'm excited to say do they work with your sense of smell and taste and see and feel? And how did the spirit world choose to work with you? Well, every medium will have their strengths. Every medium will have their weaknesses. And it's important to obviously say, okay, that's a strength, but this is my weakness. I've got to a place now with the spirit world of saying, work with me in any capacity you can, any capacity, whether it's clairvoyance, whether it's clairaudience, and in reality, Sandra, when I work, whether I'm demonstrating or whether I'm doing a private reading, I never actually know how the spirit will choose to communi communicate with me. And reason being is because the way I look at it, I'm not dealing with a spirit. I'm dealing with a human being. I'm still dealing with the grumpy dad or the voluptuous mom or the, the beautiful son. I'm still dealing with the personality. So every personality, like you and I, have all got different abilities. 
Some people aren't very good at communicating, so they may be able to express themselves more with image. So then that spirit will communicate with the medium clairvoyantly through image. So in reality, they communicate with me in every capacity that I possibly can. I always say, don't put me in a box. Just give me whatever, whatever you possibly can. My strength is clairaudient to hear spirit. But like I said, that's not my be all and end all. If spirit can get any communication through to Dominic, then I will use that in the best way that I possibly can. So, but when I first started, interestingly enough, it was all just clairvoyant all clairvoyant. I could see the spirit, I could see their detail, their description. And the more I developed and the more I realized the purpose of mediumship, then things started to change as well. So, you know, I never really know which way they're going to communicate. But as long as we can get some form of communication, I'll give them everything I possibly have. You mentioned clairaudience. So I've seen you demonstrate and you turn your head. It's it, it witnessing you it looks like they're talking to you and you're are they are they saying you know tell my boy about this or tell my girl about this yeah it's so like normally i will i will receive my clear audience from my right side now that's not i've heard a lot of mediums say if it comes from the right as a male or left female that's not what i i do but what i do is i have a concentration and a focus to where my information is coming from and nine times out of ten it will be my right hand side um again i i talk to them like they're they're still living people because you know for a brief moment i will see them on my right hand side and then when i acknowledge them they will go into audience Sometimes they can talk very quick and sometimes I don't really know exactly what they're saying. Other times it can be very quiet and gentle. And I just try to, you know, maneuver and listen to the best that I possibly can. So again, like like personalities have all got different ways of how they speak, their mannerisms. Um, but I really love clear audience because it helps me, especially if the, the, the spirit speaks a different language. Um, sometimes I will be able to hear certain words of their native language, or if they have maybe a stamina or a speech impairment, you know, I, I can hear, you know, really definitive details like that as well. So yeah, I try to say, let's just have a conversation. Let's have a conversation so that your loved one can see you come alive once again. Does funny stuff come through? Funny, funny stuff all the time, like all the time. Like sometimes I actually say to the spirit world, like, are you are you are you joking? Like, are you pulling my leg? And just recently, the, the craziest thing. But I was I was doing a, a show, and I had this brother in the spirit world communicating to his sister, and all of a sudden he tells me to say, "Let her know that I found my snake." Now, the last thing I want to just say to this woman is, "Your brother has found his snake." So I then go back, like, "What do you mean? Tell what? Tell me something more." And years ago, when they were younger, they had a pet snake that went missing and they could never find it in the house. And when he crossed over to the spirit world, he was reunited with his pet snake. So she was laughing. I was laughing. I'm like, of all things, you know, a pet snake and having a pet snake here in the UK is very rare. Um, so it was quite funny. But I didn't really believe him at first because, you know, what? If you said a cat or a dog or, you know, maybe even a bird. But he's like, tell her I found my snake again. So funny things are good. But funny things are also what helps the, the, the person feel 
the healing, you know, through mediumship. I always say to the the, the, the the students, the medium's job is to allow the spirit to touch the client's soul once again. You know, and I always say, even when I teach, I've got a structure of let's deal with the, the death and the grief right away. Let's just go in there and say, okay, mum had cancer. She had it three times. Now she's healed. Let's remove that negative memory of their last moments and replace it with conversation of the memories and the life that they lived. So taking away that dark period and replacing it with lots of different funny, beautiful memories, stories, helps a client realise, you know what, maybe they are okay. They are. They are okay. Let's talk a little bit about that. I have my own beliefs, and I think we share them as well, about when we get over to the spirit world. Um is it a world within our world? Are we within their world? Are we still us? I know we are because so many personalities come through, but we're not just a, a ball of energy floating around. No. The no. So for me, like what we are at this moment in time is we are a soul. You and I are a living soul. And when the physical body is finished, whether it be through natural illness or suicide or murder Whatever the circumstances that stops the physical body continuing its heartbeat, then the soul evolves into a spirit. Now, I believe that we as physical, we spin one way. So we're spinning anti-clockwise and the spirit world are spinning clockwise. And sometimes we just bypass each other. But when the time is right and the medium is in that right capacity, Things just slow down that little bit so medium and the spirit can meet somewhere just for that moment. But I believe we continue to live. Evidently, we don't, you know, have houses or a physical body that we need to eat. But we're consciousness, our personality, who we truly are, that survives. And it's surrounded with friends, family, people who have been a part of our life, Sometimes even people that we didn't get a chance to meet, but if they're bounded by the soul, then they're still considered family. So I believe we go to a place that is not so far from here. I agree. And I think it may look like this as well. The other yeah. day I was floating through YouTube videos and, you know, I've been doing a lot of bird watching since COVID hit and I've got my little creatures, feathered friends outside, but a video popped up of, some of the most magnificent birds in the world and the colors that they are, some are even rainbow colors. Oh yeah. I feel like over there in the unseen world, in the beginning, somebody had a paintbrush and got all kinds of children and adults together and said, you know, just let's create, let's create. So is, whatever your imagination can create, let's just make it. And then by witnessing these birds, it's just like, we have to be part of something bigger for the creatures that are on this planet, the colors, the flowers, it really is heaven on earth. So I wouldn't be surprised if everything we're looking at right now originally stemmed from home, where we're going, where we came from. Absolutely. We're all intertwined in some way, you know, and that's a, the beautiful thing that we, we need to remember and we need to focus on as well. There is a divine connection in each and every one of us. Oh, that's so important. So important. Yeah, we live life often feeling alone, feeling separate, 
feeling people don't understand and we are connected. Absolutely. And then when you get the right people, you feel like you found home. And that's, that's something that we have to accept as maybe that's just the journey of life. You know, who said that life is going to be an easy journey? You know, it's certainly not a Caribbean cruise. Sometimes there's a storm along the way and it's what we do within that storm. It's what we do to get ourselves out the other side of it. But I always say to people, why are you so focused on your destination? Because no matter what, you will get to your destination, but don't miss your adventure. Well, even when we get to the destination, we're already thinking about the next thing. So Exactly, the next chapter. Always, always good words. Let's talk a little bit about your book. First of all, congratulations. It's a big deal. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a labor of love, let me tell you. Yes. So it's The Voice of Spirit, it's called. Yeah. What do you talk about in the book? Yeah, so um, for for many years, I, I was always asked by students, by um, you know clients, have you written a book? Have you written a book? And I would always say, well, no, because it would be a struggle for me to write a book, obviously not having very good eyesight. I'm very limited in the things that I, I can do. But I kept replying back to them of, why would you want to read my book? Why, what, what do you really? And they always said, we, are, we see the man with the spirit, but we want to know the man behind the spirit. So they really wanted to actually get to know who Dominic was rather than the man that stands on stage or, or, or delivers teaching. They wanted to know the true essence of me. And that was something that when I wrote the book, I took it right back to the moment I was born on Friday the 13th. I know a little superstition in there. Uh, I took it right back to my roots and I um, I tried to keep it real. I, I tried to keep it no, no filters. This is who I am. This is what you see. And I've taken it right from then to all the highs that I've I've had in my 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 success and my career. There's testimonials in there from clients when I was a young boy to clients of today, uh, right through to you know writing for my own column for a national newspaper for five years, to traveling all over the the, the world with my my teaching and my shows, right up until the pandemic. So. It's a memoir of only 32 years, um, but there's a lot in it. Um, but one of the, the things, as, as I said, obviously, with the, the voice of spirit, that is so important to me because it was the voice of spirit that, you know, started my catalyst. Um, but the underheading, the, the, the boy next door with the incredible gift, well, that was actually given to me through my next door neighbours. So where we live, when my father passed away, our neighbours uh, next door and just around the corner, they came in the evenings to sit with my mom. They would make dinners. They, they were just really good friends that were there for my mom through her grief. And then when I started to come home from Circle and they would all be sitting around the dining table at 11 in the, uh, 9 o'clock in the evening, like, okay, what did you learn? Practice on us, practice on us. So my neighbours in the neighbourhood all allowed me to practice what I was developing on them. And they always used to say, oh, you're incredible. You're incredible. Um, so I kind of used that, the boy next door with the incredible gift, because because now to this day, I actually live next door 
to them. I came back, me and Mark moved away, and then I've, I've came back. So I live on the same street of where I grew up. So I'm still the boy next door. That is so sweet. So yeah. sweet. Let's talk about um, our people that we have in spirit. There's a misconception that people have to go to a medium and that's the only time your loved one may show up. But it is my belief that our loved ones are an active part of our lives. How can we talk to our loved ones and include them and not very, very well, you know, a lot of science absolutely as well. Um our loved ones are are always just a thought away. Always just a thought away. And I, I'm a true believer that it is love that keeps us and them still tangled together. Because let's face it, you know, if, if you were to pass away today, Sandra, would you abandon your mom and leave her here? Or would you still want to be there and check up on her and support her? It's love, you know? So I I believe that for us as muggles, if you would, people who maybe aren't mediumistic or don't think they are, just as you sit at your dining table or as you're driving or out a walk, send the thoughts out to your loved ones, have a conversation with them in your head from your heart the way that you would if you could pick up the telephone. Because it's the conscious thoughts that creates that ripple effect that then they will send back. Now, maybe you're asking for a sign and you think, I'm not getting signs. I don't get signs from my loved ones. Have you maybe considered that you're asking for a needle in the haystack? People always ask for signs, but a sign could be anything. So I always say to people, well, you know, maybe consider saying to your loved one in the spirit world, well, rather than a feather, could I have a polka dot feather? Or could you show me your name? You know, let your loved ones know. Give them a challenge as well. Keep them active. Um, sometimes it could be subtle things like numbers or just as you're talking out loud to them and you're saying, you know, I really miss you. I hope you're doing okay. You know, it's my birthday coming up. Will you be there for my birthday? And then all of a sudden, maybe a little robin comes and starts, you know, pecking on your window. Is that a coincidence or has that maybe been given as a sign? You have to get to know your own way of how spirit are delivering messages and showing that they're still around you as well. So there's lots of different ways. But I am a true believer, the same as I do in my mediumship, I talk aloud to them. So even when you are thinking about your loved ones and sending that thought to them, do it in your mind, do it from your heart, and just trust and believe that they will hear what you're saying. That's beautiful. And I like the idea of speaking it out loud because if anyone listens to my thoughts, I could be thinking one thing, next thing you know, I'm over here, next thing you know, I'm back here. And to have any conversation, that would be very rude to do. <laughs> Whereas if we speak it out loud, it's more direct. And let's talk well, it gives about it. It gives it more of a power as well, doesn't it? Because, you know, our voice is a vibration. Our voice itself is something that our loved ones recognize. You know, when I'm teaching or when I'm doing a private reading or even demonstrating, I always say to my client, it is your voice that your loved ones recognize. Not me. I'm just a boy from Scotland. It is your voice that your loved ones recognize. So just imagine when they can hear you saying, 
Absolutely. Yes, he did. He always had his bicycle. He loved his bicycle. Imagine how exciting that must be for them to hear your voice again in the same vicinity. And it helps them come closer knowing that what they're doing with the medium is being received correctly. So I just think it's beautiful to use that voice. That's special. It really is. I was thinking about the present moment. We spend a lot of time on our phones and technology and whatnot. I personally have had moments where my mind is at peace when all of a sudden a random joke would come into my mind or a vacation that I had with a loved one or something funny that we shared, but it comes out of the blue. I believe that that's them. It's not. That's their way of just touching you. That's right. It really is. Yeah. Because again, like if you weren't thinking about that individual or you weren't even thinking about that thing, then, you know, why all of a sudden out of the blue has that came? And I believe that's their gentle way of saying, I'm here, I'm with you. Do you remember this? Yeah, and those sometimes are much more subtle than the polka dot feather or whatever it may be. But they're so meaningful because they bring us joy. And that's the thing as well. And I'm sure, obviously, you know, let's face it, you've done an extensive amount of research and looking into mediums, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That sounds like a book in itself, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, But you've, you've done a lot. And even before, in your early days, you were probably expecting some spirit just to appear and say, hey, Sandra, I'm okay. But the more that you've realized and that you've educated yourself, you realize that sometimes the most subtle things are the most beautifulest things as well. They are sweet. A random song comes on, brings back them. It's joy. And I communicate with our emotions. So my friend, you've got some things going on with some, um, some of our closest friends. I know, you know, and we met, because of our good friends, Scott Milligan and Darren Wynn. But you've got some events. You just completed one in the Netherlands. You had over 100 people come together. The world is opening up again. We're getting back together with groups. And you've got some neat things planned for 2024. I'm sure there's more to come. And I'm sure if anybody is listening or watching this in 2025, there will be more things on the calendar. You want to talk about your passion and what kind of events you're creating? We're calling them retreats. Yeah. So my, my, uh, one of my biggest passions, apart from, you know, obviously private readings, but one of my biggest passions is to helping students uh, understand their own mediumistic abilities and helping keep it simple and um, effective. So for many years, I, I would see students go to, you know, a course of maybe one or two days and do nothing with it. Um, so we, myself, uh, Scott Milligan and Josephine McKenzie, have put together, um, together with Spirit Retreat. And basically, it's exactly what it says on the tin. We come together and we, as the tutors, will deliver expertise on mental mediumship and evidential, which is myself. Uh, Scott will be doing the trance and the physical and the altered states. And Josephine herself will be doing the spirit art and the psychic art. So we're looking at different aspects of mediumship, but what it all comes down to is what spirit can do with us. Um, So we've done it for the past two years here in Bonnie, Scotland. And uh, to say it was a success, a success would be an understatement. Um, 
shortly after the, the, the pandemic, when the world gently started to open up, there was a hunger for it. People were really eager to, to start their development again. So we spend four to five days all together in the same vicinity, um, going through different classes from 9.30 in the morning, believe it or not, right through to the evening. You will be immersed in different classes. And the beauty is with the free, the free teachers, you actually get to experience all three subjects each day. So every day you will have the beauty of myself, Scott and Josephine, and the classes will rotate. But we also try to have fun because obviously that's important, especially when developing. Uh, so myself and Josephine, we do a demonstration for the students. So I will deliver the mental mediumship. And whilst I'm doing that on the projector on the screen, Josephine will be drawing the spirit. So nine times out of 10, she will be drawing the spirit that I'm communicating with. So you don't just get a message from your loved one from me you also get a picture from Josephine as well. And then Scott, something very rare and something very, very special. He does his form of mediumship in the form of physical mediumship. So you will be able to participate in a live seance with Scott as well, which if you've never experienced, all I can say will change your paradigm. It's a beautiful way to not just feel the presence of the spirit, but truly experience uh, the spirit in a very live and physical way. Uh, so we've always got something going on in the evenings. We also do a student dem. We do random bingo. But I'm not going to give it all away. You just have to come and join us. Um, but like you said, Sandra, we had a beautiful event in uh, the Netherlands called Walking with the Unseen. We had 130 people um, that came from all over the world. And that's the beauty with these events, these retreats, is people come from all over the world that will help you unfold your mediumship and grow that little bit more within a safe and trusting environment with the teachers that are there as well. So we've got a few coming up. Um, we have uh, next year we will be in Plymouth, just outside Massachusetts. Uh, that's going to be in April. And then we are also going to be teaming up with Sid Patrick. Uh, we will be doing New Orleans. And also in July, we will be back here in the UK in England in Brighton. Um, so there's lots going on, lots going on. And like we said, it's important to get the good teaching and the good education out there. And that's something that the three of us are very excited about doing. Yeah, I agree. And you can go to together with spirit.com to find out more about those events. People need people. And I remember hearing that Albert Einstein said, there are two ways to look at life, either that nothing is a miracle or everything is a miracle. And I think yeah. with people in our lives, yeah, we've got a lot of people in our lives that are living nothing as a miracle and paying attention to the negative. And I think the community that we've created online with our Sunday gathering. These are people that everything is a miracle. People that come to the live events, everything is a miracle. We're speaking positively. We're speaking about something we love and the reality of the afterlife uh, and our friends that are living fam family in the spirit world. They're still much a part of our life. It gives my life so much joy and passion 
to be living the world of the miraculous because it's exhausting that <laughs> that other world of complaints and nothing happening. So you do, you meet like-minded people and very often you meet friends for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And there's usually a little bar around the corner where you can have a different kind of spirit in the evening and just have fun, let your hair down, laugh a little, maybe a little karaoke. <laughs> well, that's what it's all about. Work hard, play harder. And that's one thing, you know, a, a lot of mediums, especially when they're developing as well, they forget that you were a human before you were a medium. Let your hair down, relax, have fun. You know, don't try to be all holy, holy and, you know, spiritual because, you know, the, the, the spirit world know that some of the things we experience, the trauma, the pain, the heartache, that could be very heavy and very depressing. So, you know, got to live. Sometimes when we finish classes, we all meet in the bar and we'll all be having a, a little drinky poos and some people will be dancing and singing. Nine times out of ten, that'll be Scott. But, you know, it's about having fun and just showing I'm determined to give my all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Dominic, is there anything I should have asked you that I haven't or anything else you want to share before we conclude our time together? No, I'm not too sure. Um, I will be back in the, the States uh, with my own work, apart from obviously the, the, the retreats. So I will be back out in the States April, May and June, um, New York, Miami, California, Boston, uh, Maine and uh, Vancouver, I believe. So uh, my website will be updated with my American stuff um, coming up soon. But again, you can join my newsletter on my website. And if you want to grab a copy of my book, together uh you can get that at uh, amazon um so yeah nice and simple uh sandra i know you probably already have some links that you post and whatever as well um but we're quite easy to find aren't we we are we make it so very easy your website dominicbogue.com oh dominic thank you so much for uh, sitting with us today it's been a pleasure i couldn't think of a better way to spend my monday afternoon <laughs> well it's monday morning for me but you've got to my face and i'm sure you have with others and to our listener or our viewer thank you so much for taking the time to be with us to get today as a reminder you can go to dominicbogue.com you can check out the upcoming retreats together with spirit.com head on over to amazon find the voice of spirit and of course our home base is we don't die.com there's always so many good things going on i think it's vitally important to stay plugged in whether you're listening to a podcast whether you're reading a, a good book whether you have in the future you're going to attend maybe something alive i speak about this i just talked a little bit about this but our past lives in our future they they call it so whatever you have that you're looking forward to is how you live life if you're going on a vacation you've got something planned maybe you have a retreat coming up with dominic and scott and josephine or you're going on a holiday somewhere you start paying attention to different things that <clears throat> remind you of where you're going if you've got nothing planned 
the mind tends to think of negative. So we need to keep positive in there. We need to have things on the agenda, good things to look forward to. Remember, you can always come to one of our free Sunday gatherings, medium demonstration included. It is so empowering each and every week. So we don't die.com. You can find out everything on the bottom of that page. If you want to have a free copy of my book, we don't die a skeptics discovery of life after death. I just ask that you fill out your name and your email address. Of course, you can cancel anytime. It says you get the first few chapters of my book. The secret is it is the entire book. Many people come to this conversation because you're experiencing grief and our heart goes out to you. It's most painful thing we can feel. But in my book, chapter 10 is how to survive grief, why it hurts so bad, and some of the things we can do to move through it. So please take that as my gift. Again, that's at the bottom of the page at wedontdie.com. So in closing, thank you. My name is Sandra Champlain. I'm always so delighted to be your host on We Don't Die. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. Remember, your loved ones are just right here. They can keep one foot in our world and one foot doing their thing in the other. Talk to them, maybe out loud, and be amazed at what might come back to you. So I really want to thank you for listening or for watching, and we'll see you again soon. 